Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne, that we might find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need, and we need you more than anything. We need you. We honor you. We love you. We thank you. Open up our eyes today. Show us things in the spirit. Show us things in your word that will build us up and edify us. Father, we release all um unbelief. We let it go, Father. We don't want to put up a wall between you and your word. And so we thank you for that, Father, that entry of your word into us that brings light and understanding. Thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So we're still talking about spoiling the strong man, and and uh, <clears throat> I decided I'd kind of slow it down a little bit because, I, you know, I look at things and I think, well, you know, this won't take long, but I don't know what God has planned. <laughs> the anointing that makes everything easy, all the spiritual work easy, also is in charge of guiding you in what you teach and what you preach. And so uh, I just rely on the anointing, and, and it's a good thing. You know, I don't want to be in control of anything. So we'll just go at the pace God has us going at so we get full understanding of what he's showing us here uh, so that we can can know what we're doing, how to do it, and um, and what he expects of us doing our part and expecting God results when we do our part. So anyway, um, when we uh, left off last time, we were in, I think it was Luke chapter 8. And we've gone through two accounts of this situation of Jesus uh, um, healing uh, or casting devils out of the strong man who lived in a country called Gadara. And so we passed out the handout last week and we showed you where the 10 uh, cities of Decapolis were. Decapolis, the prefix deca just means 10. Decapolis is 10 cities. And so we, it's not an exaggeration when we say he was the strong man over 10 cities because when he got free, then the 10 cities got free. And so you can tell when a uh, change, I call it a change in authority, or you might call it a changing of a guard or a dethroning of the strong man. When you hit him hard enough to get him to drop his prey, that's when you go and gather the spoils. Amen. And so this comes many times from consistent pressure on a particular uh, spiritual entity. Just like when we do our prayer watch, you know, a lot of people don't know the impact that those prayers have until you see changes come about, and then it'll register with you if you're paying attention. A lot of people don't pay much attention to their prayers. You understand what I'm saying? If you take God seriously, you pay attention to how you pray, what you pray, when you pray, and what seems to happen in the realm of the natural. I always tell people, you know, people say, well, so-and-so happened, and we've been praying. I said, if you weren't praying, it would be worse. So you've got to understand. you got to keep faith in your prayers. You know, you can't ever lose confidence when you pray because the results are always up to God. You're not responsible to bring in results. You're responsible to pray and let and believe that he will bring.
else, there's a due season for every prayer. Just evidence of that is Roe v. Wade being overturned. You know, everybody prayed that for years. If you've had this prayer manual for as long as you've been here, that prayer has been in that manual. We don't add to that. We don't take away. And so those prayers are going on 40 years old, to be honest with you. And so we need to understand that it takes consistent pressure on the enemy to get him to let things go. You just have to be consistent. And and that's really what faith is. Faith is more consistency and more um, releasing your confidence in God on a regular basis. It's not here and there hit and miss. Or if it don't come when you think it's supposed to come, you walk away and give up on it. But you have to be in it for the long haul. Amen. And you have to be in it so that you can can allow God to do some things that he wants to do in the earth. He wants to bless people. He wants to help. That don't happen to casual people who are casually involved with God. You know, just perusing around and wondering if it's going to work and, you know, how long is it going to. That doesn't come to those kind of people. It comes to people who just say, this is my job. It's, it's like a policeman wouldn't go to work without his badge, his gun, his, and, and go on his beat and stay for the whole time of his shift. That's what we're doing here. You're here to stay for the whole time of your shift, and your shift is forever. Amen? Now, I know there are a lot of people come and go in this ministry. I don't try to keep up with them. And I tell people when they leave, you let them leave. Don't you go chasing after people because you'll be the next one out of here. It never fails to happen, okay? And so this is, if you want to be consistent, now if you want to be fly by night, be fly by night. (laughs) But I don't think that's the people here. You know, I don't think that's you guys. I think you're here because you want to be here, because you know God called you here, and you're doing something for him that's significant for the kingdom. Amen. It makes a difference. It And it makes a difference in how you view what you do. If you don't think it's important, it won't be important. You won't stay with it for very long. If you're always saying, well, I don't have time for this and I wish I could get to, I wish I could do something else on Saturday, you know, you won't stay with it for very long. You have to make up your mind, this is it. You know, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is what it's about. You know, uh, it's not up to you to like it. It's up to God to change you so that you can endure. Amen. It's really not about like and dislike. It's about endurance. Amen. But I don't know about you, but I like the results of prayer. I like the result. I like what it does for my life. I like knowing that I don't have to bow down to the devil. I don't have to be scared of anything or anybody. Amen. Because I know God is with me. Amen. And so this is, these are the benefits for, for people who pray. You have, you take that confidence with you in every situation. You don't have to roll over for the devil. You don't have to play dead for anybody. Amen. God's given you authority over works of darkness, not over people, but over the devil. Amen. And then once you know you got authority over the devil, people are, you can be friendly with anybody. <laughs> You, you can love everybody once you know that the devil's not in control of anything. And so this is what we do. We take authority over the strong man. There's a strong man in every area, every city, every region. The whole world has been divided up by the devil because he is the prince of this world. When he stole the earth from Adam and Eve, that put him in control. 
And so he's got demonic influences everywhere. And so we've outlined those in our prayer manual. And people, we've been selling the prayer manual. If people, anybody who's watching here uh, on the Internet, if you want to, just go on our website, ministryofthewatchman.com, and you can get a copy of it. But it's very, very beneficial to people that use it. If you don't use it, you won't get the benefit of it. But to people that use it, it is beneficial. So it's a good thing to pray and pray often. Amen. The Lord's prayer is to be prayed every day. God expects you to show up and talk to him every day. You don't pray just because you want something all the time. You need to do a prayer of thanksgiving. You need to do a prayer of repentance. You need to do a prayer of God help me to, to love people more, to not be so angry at so-and-so and this and that, and, and you know, to not be so impatient here. And there's lots to pray for. Amen? Lots. And so we, we need to, to let God be our best friend and to partner with Him in prayer is very, very rewarding. It's, and it's, it's empowering. And so God wants us to be people of power, people who know how to bring in blessings, know how to bring in results in the realm of the Spirit. This is for us to know. And you don't know anything unless you learn it. You gotta set yourself to learning. And there's always more to learn. There's stuff I'm learning this year that I hadn't been aware of before. Amen? And I've been doing this for a long time. And so these are the things that, that we need to understand are, are good things for us to, to lay hold of. They're a basis for everything that we do and, and everything that we are is based out of what we do in God. And so, um, and spoiling the strong man, we'll go to Luke chapter eight. We talked about him saying this, this man tells Jesus his name is Legion because there's many of him. Amen. And he's telling the truth. <laughs> Amen. I used to think he was just making it up, uh, you know, because devils, are, they're liars. You know, you won't get truth out of them. But Jesus knew the answer before he asked him. Amen. So, so, and you could see the effect that this had in that area that, that this man must have been in some kind of control in these ten cities. Amen. And so when Jesus, he first approaches Jesus, and we explained last week that the enemy will often go to the person that they feel is a threat to them. Amen. And and anybody who's anointed, uh, prophets and apostles get this all the time. That anointing like draws the devil, you know, out of nowhere because they see that as a threat. They see that as somebody who could do some damage, take everything away from them. And I believe that in Satan's kingdom, these, these demons who are given authority, they, they receive some kind of penalty or some kind of retribution if they lose what they're holding on to. Cause they, they're too eager to hold on to it. Amen. They work too hard to hold on to it. And so if he came to Jesus right away and wanted to stop what he's doing or stop him from coming. See, whenever you go into a territory, if you're anointed to do some damage there, you're anointed to really challenge and overthrow the strong man. Number one, God doesn't have you challenge anything you won't be able to overtake. 
you don't get involved with the devil and he gets the best of you. That's wrong. And so if God has anointed you to do something, then he uh, intends that you get victory over it. It's not not for you to get set up to lose. If you don't have that confidence, just leave stuff alone. That's what I tell people. This isn't a tryout to see if you've got, if the devil will obey you. You don't play with that. There's a confidence there and there's, you don't go picking at him and trying to lure him out or tease him or, or draw him out. Doesn't operate like that. That's flesh. And so our admonition when we started was to stay focused. You want the spoils, not power. You don't want bragging rights or excitement to say the devils are subject to you like the disciples did. Jesus rebuked them for doing that. He said, uh-uh, that's, that's not a big deal at all. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, so it's not like you're doing anything extraordinary. He has no power. Amen? So don't brag about, that's like bragging about beating up a two-year-old. And you're a grown person. Amen. And so he has no power. But you don't take him lightly. You always obey what God tells you to do. You obey the anointing. You do what God tells you to do. Stay under authority. Learn how to stay under authority. And just move when God tells you to move. If God doesn't tell you to do anything, just bless somebody and keep it moving. Amen. Don't try to strike up some kind of little conversation with him so you can prophesy to somebody. We need to quit doing that. It's just so, it's just not right. It really isn't. And so when, when God calls you to do something, he equips you. If he calls you, he equips you. Amen. You're called and equipped. If you don't sense that he's leading you to do something or you don't understand the equipping or whatever, just stay put. You don't have to go chasing devils. You see, Jesus didn't chase them. They came to him. Amen. They made themselves available. And so it says, or, or made themselves obvious. And so it says here in verse 26, Luke 8, when they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee, and when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man. So this man came to Jesus. That's the way it always is with the strong man. You are minding your own business. All he's doing is getting out of a ship and all of a sudden somebody's alerted that you're there. Well, they see in the spirit. They know what you have. They know what God's called you to do. Amen. And so they will alert and they will come to challenge in some way your authority. Why? Because that's their job. That's his territory to protect you're a threat to hit it, so he comes to challenge you in some way so that you won't cast him out, you won't use your authority, you won't do what God sent you there to do. So, and, and there are times when God does not tell you to cast anything out or whatever, leave it alone. Devil's alert when somebody anointed is around, they just kick up sometimes. No, you don't know. You're not in control of, of these kinds of things, but they do happen. Amen. And so stay put. Don't just think you got to jump on a devil because, you know, they made themselves obvious to you. Or if some, somebody challenges you, it's not always a devil behind it. Sometimes it's just human flesh. 
So you gotta understand what you're doing. You gotta know how, what you're called to do. You gotta know if you're anointed or not and what that anointing is, is geared to do. Amen. What is specifically designed to do. Amen. When God called us to this ministry, he explained to us what we were to do. He said, "You, I want you to pray consistently and study war. He said, I can't get people to study war. And that means study it. That just don't grab a couple of scriptures and run off trying to take the world. You study. Amen. And he told us how to pray the watch twice a week, do it consistently, assign prayer partners. If people don't have prayer partners, make sure they get assigned them because people won't pipe up and say, oh, give me a prayer partner. They don't not pray and they just generally don't turn themselves in. That's what we used to call it, turning yourself in. Amen. It's been so many years we don't keep up the way we used to, but everybody here should be praying twice a week. You know, I mean, what's once a week going to do, <laughs> you know? So, so that's our assignment. You got to keep your assignment. So, you know, just, just correct that. So it, it gets corrected. So, so God wants us to be consistent in this and consistently making known to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. That's why it's most of our prayers are the word. I mean, there's nothing in there that somebody's revelation or somebody's this or that. There are times when we'll do strategies where we'll combine certain prayers together because they're more effective against certain entities. But that's as far as it goes. But all of our prayers are straight, right out of the Bible. We're not trying to impress anybody and do anything different. You hit the word. You hit the devil with the word. He's got to obey when you do that. That's the only thing he must obey is it is written. And so this, this, this is why there's so much word in our prayers. Um, the revelation about who's responsible for different things that go on come from the word as well. We're not making up names of demons and assigning them. You know, you talk to, it depends on who you talk to. Who's a strong man over your city? So and so and so. You know, it's just people have their opinions about everything. Uh, we don't ask anybody. You know, you've, you're, you've given your assignment already, so we just keep our assignment. Amen? That's why I don't, when people, they'll um, send notices here, you know, we, we're calling all watchmen. I see you're late. You're 35 years late. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's these things go. You got it when you're when you're a Christian. Listen, the saints will run you crazy with their fads and their it, something's in. Oh boy, here we go. Something's in in the uh, uh, you know in, in vogue right now, for lack of a better term. You know things. All these things run through the body of Christ, and people get it's like a toy. To lie, it's, it's the next new thing. When they get tired of playing with it, then it's on to the next new thing. Amen. But God has to have consistent people here. We, we've seen this come and go so many times. It's, you know, but what can you do? People need to pray and they need to consistently pray. So however you do that, uh, you work that out between you and God. But in this ministry, we use the prayer manual. Doesn't mean you can't pray for whatever else you want to pray for. It's all already written what you're going to pray. So feel free to pray for any and everything. But keep it consistent with what you're praying in the prayer. We pretty much cover everything, people's personal needs, your money, your health, that you pray for regularly. And, and I can tell you, 
I don't run to the doctor. I would like to run less. I have to go for certain things, but you know, it wasn't it, that those prayers have kept me healthy for all of these years. Amen. And so, and, and this is why, why we do this. God doesn't want you sick and being an intercessor. He wants you well. He wants you prosperous. He doesn't want you short of money and begging. He wants you with wealth in your pocket. So, so, you know, these things fall on you when you are obedient to God. He takes care of you. So all we do is take care of our, our assignment and he takes care of us. And so here we have the, the strong man. We know that we believe that these, these, um, uh, demons are assigned a certain territory by a person or a demon, a spirit that is above them. So there's a hierarchy. They answer to a higher, and the Satan is, of course, the, the final authority, but they answer to one another in a hierarchy. They are uh, regimented. Possibly they are punished if they lose a battle or if they lose ground to somebody who's anointed. The anointing is a threat to them. You gotta understand that. Whenever you're anointed, you, you gotta stay off the devil's territory. Quit playing with sin. Quit playing with carnal people. No, don't let your flesh get tickled. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) I ain't that pretty. No, you're not. So keep going. He lying to you. (laughs) Seriously? You gonna get saved and all of a sudden you, uh, the most beautiful woman in the world. Go, go somewhere. You know, just stay out the mirror, stay off, quit doing selfies. Just go somewhere and be normal. Go get your Bible. That's your real mirror is the word of God. That's where you need to find out who you are. You find out who you are there. You won't be so susceptible to every, everybody that wants to flirt with you or wants to fill your ear with a bunch of nonsense. Amen. I got married. My husband told me a bunch of nonsense before we got married, but I believed it. That's what got me across the threshold. Amen. But you don't, then as a, I wasn't a Christian then, but you know, as a Christian, you, you need to be more prayerful than that. God's got stuff of value on the inside of his people. Know that. So it says here, this man had, he was, he had, had devils a long time. That's, Strong man, amen. You got me. Uh, uh, where the enemy moves in, he's relentless, and this person gets no relief from them. They are demonically possessed, but that much demonic power means that he must have power over other things, or he wouldn't need that kind of power. See, if he weren't a ruler, he wouldn't need legions under his control. Or in him. Amen. Now we don't know if all the demons were in him. We know that there's, there was quite a few, but generally strong men have, have demons inside of them. Why? To govern areas. He sends out demons in these different cities to influence people's minds. Amen. So they'll, you know, you'll have demons that are, that say he's, he's in control and he's got that 2,000 demons under his authority or more. A, a legion was what, 6,000 they say. And, and he said, we are many. So, so that means thousands of demons under his control. He don't need all that to govern himself. 
But what he's got, he's got them under his authority. And they're probably dispersed. In fact, we know they're dispersed out into ten cities. So he ran ten cities for the devil. Which means that there's a culture in a city that appeals to people that is demonic. Amen? We have it here. It's everywhere. There's demonic cultures everywhere. And, And they advance themselves to try and gain attention and try to influence people. Right now, we've got gay pride. I'm glad the month is over. I'm praying they never get another month. We're taking June back in Jesus' name. They don't get this again because these people are horrible. They just are. Their behavior's terrible. There's nothing commendable for them, from them. And we love them and we want to see them say, but we're not going to put up with foolishness from people. Just like you don't put up with nonsense from the devil, we don't put up with nonsense from them. You don't have a month where you can run around naked. This is just the same thing as this guy is doing here. Amen. And so this is, this is how the world is run, folks. People who, the people that run our government. We've got a lot of deranged people in our government. They steal money. They take money from, from, uh, donors. They go, they talk, talk you into voting for them. They get down there and they don't know who you are. You know, they don't do anything for their constituent or throw you a bone here and there. You know, I don't need your your handouts. I need you to stay out my pocket. Reduce my taxes. Do me a favor. Let me keep more of my, my own money and I'll show you that I don't need you. You understand? And the things that you need government for, you need them for protection. You need them for you, those kinds of things. But for the, for the most part, most people are not dependent on the government for anything. You you have a government in case you need it. Amen. And so these are the things that, that we need to understand. There are strong men that run cities. They run departments. They run entities that are in cities. Uh, for instance, in, in California, lots of California is what they call Silicon Valley. You'll find a lot of technology there, computers, uh, phones, and all that kind of stuff. A strong man has made that area conducive to that kind of, of business. Just like it was, it's when, when, uh, this country was being formed and businesses started coming forth, uh, the Industrial Revolution brought factories mostly to the midwest and the north and so we've had that kind well there's a strong man that lures that kind of business to a certain area they like to get people gathered together they 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 work on people and so they can control people so when 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 they start having factories uh Spirit of Pharaoh is in charge of that. Need to write that down. If you didn't know it, that's that's a freebie. But Pharaoh runs factories. And factories for a long time felt that their employees were being abused. And why is that? Because Pharaoh controls conflict. He likes to put people at odds against each other. All demons do. So what do they do? They form labor unions. Oh, we're the answer to your problem. Now the labor unions have, have gutted the, the, uh, the, uh, factories and they're moving out of this country. They've moved so many of them. We have very little industry left in this country because of a conflict between two demon entities. Management and labor. 
strife. They never get along. So you, you, you got two enemies now running your life if you work in a factory. You got me? And this is how the devil runs stuff. He runs it in the ground. He's there to destroy it. If people could just run their business without any kind of interference from strife, they'd be doing fine. But you're always going to have a disgruntled employee and somebody say, hey, come over here and sign up. I get enough signatures on here. We can come in there and make your boss give you money. I'll make them give you $50 an hour, you know, and, and you, it's not even worth that much. So they've really priced themselves out of industry. Can't You can't do a lot of stuff here because of the cost of labor. Amen? So they sneak people across the border who work almost for nothing. You see what I'm saying? So, and this is all the devil. He likes this kind of confusion. He likes conflict. He likes strife. He likes, and, and this is how they run things. You can be going along and think you're doing pretty, pretty good. And then all of a sudden, oh, inflation, depression, downturn, all of that stuff. And it comes and it attacks you. It attacks your finances, attacks your well-being, attacks your peace of mind. This is how the strong man runs things. He runs them to destruction. He's never going to run stuff. People say, well, why would he do that? Well, that's his job. Get a grip. That's what the devil does. Steal, kill, destroy. That's all on his, that's all that's on his list of stuff to do. So you're never going to have a nice strong man over a city. Get real. Amen. The only way you'll get anything done is you got to pray and dethrone him and let God's power start. This is why we pray. We're praying to get rid of the strong man. We're dislodge him. Make him drop what he's holding. You can't have it anymore. Amen. And this is what Jesus does. And he says, Jesus commanded uh, this unclean spirit to come out, and he's this this demon asked him in verse twenty eight, said, "Please, Son of God, don't torment me." Whenever they're commanded to let go of what they're in charge of, it's a torment to them. You got me. And they know that torment is coming. At some point, they'll all be cast into hell. And so he may be talking about that. You know, you you saw one demon said, don't, are you coming to torment us before the time? See, they know there's a time where they'll all be cast into eternal flames and their torment will never end then. He says, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. So Jesus is looking to deliver this man. For many times it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains, and then he would pick the chains apart. So the demons he had caused a strength to come in him that caused him to be able to pick apart chains. But you notice Jesus wasn't moved. He wasn't afraid of him. He knows his authority, and that's the way you got to be. If somebody tells you a demon did something and you get nervous, just keep moving, okay? You ain't the one. God will send somebody when it's time to take care of that. And you got to know it's not always time to cast devils out, folks. you got to have an unction to do it. And God knows when it's time, so you have to obey him. So he said it commanded the unclean spirit to come out of him. And, And Jesus asked him, saying, what's your name? Legion, because many devils were entered into him. In one instance, he says, we are many. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. 
They don't like that. Don't ask me why. But you can learn a lot just by listening and, and understanding that something they don't like. And, and I think it's because they'd rather go into people. They'd rather go into animals because they keep an assignment. See, as long as he doesn't have to leave that region, he's happy. Just put me in something else. Okay, I got to come out of here. But put me somewhere where I can stay in this area because I'm assigned to this area. They try to keep their assignment above all things. And there was a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. They besought him that he would let him go into them, and he did. And then the devils went out of the man, entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked and when they that fed them saw what was done they ran they never saw anything like that before that many demons were in that man and they came out and went into the animals and caused the animals to to kill themselves and they came to jesus and they found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of jesus clothed in his right mind and they were afraid why were they afraid? Because they've been under his influence all the time. See what I'm saying? The people were. See, when, when changes come in an atmosphere, it upsets human flesh. Got me? It's like when, when people, uh, say for instance, people like certain bars in their neighborhood and the bar burns down and they'll, they'll get nervous. They'll get agitated. Well, where do we go now? Those are demons talking, y'all. Come on now. People ain't that concerned about the corner bar. But those demons had a hold on the people there, and now they've lost their hold, so they're, the people themselves will voice what the demons feel. You got me? And so you need to understand that this is how this operates. They They want to keep their control over what they've been assigned to. So they have been been assigned to this area, and now things are changing. Now they've left. Now they're, they don't have an abode there anymore. And it says, they, verse 36, they also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devil was healed. And then the whole multitude of the country of the gatherings round about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear. And so Jesus left and went into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom, these, this is a different, different, uh, time, the man out of whom the devils were departed, uh, besought him that he might be with Jesus, but Jesus sent him away with these instructions. Return to your own house, show how great things God has done for you go home give your testimony go home and glorify god go home i don't need you to come with me amen if he was not the one to choose to be a disciple now this wasn't this was not his calling but his calling was to go and let let his family know jesus told him to go and talk to his family and it says, and he went his way and told or published throughout the whole city how great things the Lord had done for him. And so in in uh, the other account is, I think it's Mark chapter 5. 
Is that the one we went through last time? I think it is. Huh? Yeah. In Mark chapter 5, it says, if you go, okay, down in verse 15, and they come to Jesus and saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Now, if these were normal people, they'd be happy. They're afraid because they still have demons in them. It's the demons that make them nervous. Because now the strong man has lost his power. It's like, what are we going to do? So they're without leadership. They're without a covering, so to speak. They're without any ideas of what to do. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. So they told they that saw it, this was all the buzz. You know how uh, when Jesus would, would uh, heal somebody or something, they would go give a testimony and everybody in the whole region would start knowing what was done. So the fame of him went, went out. You know, this is very common. When, when Jesus would minister, it got told pretty quickly. It says, and they told him and in, in verse 17, they began to ask him to depart. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed of the devil asked him and begged him to let him go with him. Howbeit, Jesus didn't allow him, but he said, go home to your and to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you. In other words, give your testimony and give God the glory. Amen. And he departed and began to publish where? In, in these ten cities. So this was the first evangelist of this area. He went and for every place where he had authority, he went there and told. Now why did he do that? Jesus didn't tell him to do that. Why did he do that? Because he ran those ten cities. See, that's very, more evidence that he's a strong man over those ten cities. Amen? Because now the Holy Spirit is leading him. You ever see people that they've been drug addicts for years and they get saved? What's one of the first things they want to do? Go back and tell their drug addict friends that they're saved now. Amen? These people who have been under the devil's influence when their soul gets free. They start having compassion on people who are just like them. And they'll oftentimes want to go back. You know, it's not wise a lot of times because those demons can lay claim to you again. You, you understand? It's best to go where you feel led to go. But this man was led where he went, and he set all of those ten, ten cities free. And and how do we know that? What's our What's our evidence? That that's really what happened. Well, if you go back to, I think it's Luke chapter 8. No, we'll stay in Mark 5. Yeah, Mark 5 still. It says, he departed, began to publish in Decapolis how all great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. So he got attention. 
Amen. They started receiving the word. In verse 21, and when Jesus was passed over again by ship to the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh to the sea. Amen. And, and the people were glad to see him this time. Amen. So they were beginning to receive what Jesus had said. They were beginning to uh, receive the word of God. Let me see if I can show you a better better example. Let me go over here to Matthew. I'll find it. Amen. But it and they talk about this same area where he just left. Let me see. Let me go back to Luke because it's got to be here somewhere. I just saw it not too long ago. Luke chapter 8 again. Come on, Luke, show me. Yeah, I think it is around there, 37. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. There it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. 840. And it says here, when he told him in Luke chapter 8 and 39, return to your own house. In verse 40, and it came to pass when Jesus returned, the people gladly received him for they were all waiting for him. So this is that same crowd that had asked him to leave when they saw. But see, this is what deliverance does to people. See, it, it opens them up to be receptive to hear the word of God now. Whereas they were bound up, they were demonized, they were under control of this guy with the legion of devils. Now, all of a sudden, they want to hear what he's got to say. See, this is the power of spoiling the strong man. See, all these people in 10 cities, that's a lot of people to get free at one time. And so if, if, if you're praying, what would you rather do? You'd rather take down the strong man. If you, if you, rather than just chasing little demons around all day long, just let them do what they do. God, just show me the strong man so we can take care of this whole thing. So we can get rid of this. Amen. One of the things that in the church you have to fight is religious strongholds. This form with no power. And it's it's always in play. You know, these churches where they're more entertainment than they they do the word and they never pray. You you don't even find a person that can pray. That's why when you go on social media, everybody's asking for prayer. It shouldn't be that way. Churches should be praying for people. They should be going the streets praying for people and releasing blessings into the lives of people. But you got church people that are looking for somebody to pray for them. I'm going in the hospital. You're supposed to call for the elders of the church. Where's your people at your church that you call for to pray for you if you're getting ready to have surgery? And so this this is wrong. This is this shouldn't be this way. Now I'm not saying God doesn't help people that way. But that shouldn't be your primary way of getting help if, if you're born again. God has a better system. This system has worked forever. Amen. It's worked since Jesus birthed the church. And so we, we need to get back to that. But religion 
always fights against the anointing, fights against the real things of God. Amen? So, okay, so that's the strong man. You see how in ten cities these people went from chasing Jesus out because they were afraid of him, because they didn't have their demons anymore. But the Bible also says that when an unclean spirit goes out the of of a house or out of a person, that person is clean and swept and empty. So the strong man had to go back and fill these people up with God's word, give them some hope and give them some promise. So when you take uh, demonic activity away from somebody, Put them in the word. Give them scripture to read. This is just so common that we do. In fact, many times God will compel us to build our faith in the word before demons will leave us. Suppose, like for instance, you got a spirit of cancer, a spirit of infirmity. It's, it's sometimes mandatory for you to build yourself up in the word so that your faith can help that thing to leave and it not come back anymore. Many times people get re-attacked by the same demon because they just go and think they're healed and that's the end of it. I don't have to get in the word. You know, you'll see people, when you tell them to, to, to stay in the word, they get defensive. You don't want to argue back with you. Like, what's wrong with reading your Bible? You're a Christian. You're supposed to want to contact God, you know? And so it's, it's one of those things, you know, where you'll find people that some will, will respond to it appropriately and some people just don't want you telling them, giving them instruction for how to keep their healing, as we say, or how to make it stronger in you. You know, that needs to get uh, strengthened in you so that you can, can, uh, without fail, Amen. Understand that that affliction will not rise up a second time. How do you do that? You close the door to it through your faith in the word. You have to have confidence in the word of God for it to work for you like that. So the strong man is often what we would call a dictator. Somebody who has that kind of authority over all of his subjects, every all the demons under his power, he's their dictator. They can't do anything that he doesn't assign them to do. They can't change their own assignment. They don't have freedom. They they are in and the reason is because what Jesus said. He said, if Satan casts out Satan, then his house is divided. A house divided will never stand. So they have very, very um, strict rules. They have strict regimentation. They don't break rank. They don't find something better to do, you know, like we do. You know, a lot of times God will give you an assignment. You, well, God told me I didn't have to do that. You know, we didn't tell nobody else that. What's what's up here? You understand what I'm saying? That's just somebody that, that doesn't want to do something. They thought it was going to be fun when it's not fun anymore. I always tell people, don't look to have fun when you serve God. Not all the time. Now, you can enjoy what God has you to do, but you got to be converted. You can't be like in carnal fun and think God's going to give that to you. You know, you got you to gotta like God's kind of fun. Amen? <laughs> you got to like worship. You got to like reading your word. You got to like the fruit of the Spirit inside of you governing your life. Instead of being upset all the time, all of this kind of stuff, you know, you gotta, you gotta convert, you gotta change your, he will change your likes, trust me. 
You'll get to the point you like nothing but what he has for you. So count on him to do that. But it's not about liking all the time, you know, and, and all of that. That's kid stuff. You know, you should have grown out of that when you were still at home. You know, your parents should have told you, you can't like it. You're not going to like housework. You'll do it. You can make yourself like it. You can change your attitude about it. Just some things you just have to accept. I accept this. Yeah, I accept this. This is okay. This is my life. I accept it, Lord. Just help me be content. Contentment's worth a lot, folks. You don't have to be liking, liking, excited about it. Contentment can, can go a long way in your life. Amen? So this strong man has a dictatorship over these ten cities. So he runs it. Amen? It's the same thing with, with different governments that have come and gone throughout history. You see dictators rising up all the time wanting to control people. Take your rights away. You know, this is what, what, what they say, uh, this is what got Nazi Germany started. The first thing they did was took God away from people. You see anybody don't want you to go to church, close churches down. That's a good sign your government's working against you. Amen. So, and they always have a good reason. Always have a good reason. <laughs> Amen. There is no good reason for separating somebody from God. Amen. And, and so the church has to speak up and fight back. Instead of kowtowing and bowing and all that kind of stuff, you fight back. You said, nope, we're going to serve God around here. We're going to get together and worship. I don't care what y'all do, but get together. We're going to get together and worship, you know. And so in the, the blessing of the COVID lockdown was God didn't allow them to shut down everything everywhere. In some states they did. So you watch those states that have more uh antichrist element in them than others do. They don't they don't want you. I think they stayed in in court with uh who was it James MacArthur out in California. They stayed in court with him for the longest time because and then, and then they want to tell you you can't sing hymns and you I mean seriously they tell you what to do in your service. And I said, well, the devil's real nervy. He really thinks that people are going to stop for him. No, you don't stop. You keep serving God. There are a lot of people that don't go to church anymore. You found out that those people were just coming. They weren't really engaged. So God is is finding people out. He's, he's always sorting out the wheat from the shaft. He's sorting out the, the sheep from the goats. Amen. And so there are a lot of goats out there that don't want to come. That's fine with them. And then some that come like to play. They, now you see everybody's got a ministry and singing up, singing and dancing and carrying on and crazy stuff. It's, it's almost like a free for all out there, but God, the God watches everything. He, he takes care of everything. He brings I never fear about what the future of the body of Christ because I know what's going to happen. Amen. You read your Bible, you'll know what's going to happen. Amen. God's going to get a remnant of people. He's going to sift and sift until he finds out who really loves him. Amen. Who's really willing to put it all on the line for him like he did for us. Amen. It's time to pay back, folks. Amen. As much as we can. So the strong man then is a dictator. He runs it like a military operation. He runs his territory. We don't know offhand 
how, who is in charge of what territory and how it's split up. But you can sometimes tell uh, by the activity of the people what's what's what and who's who. It's like when I lived in Detroit, you could see that Eight Mile was a divider of, for demonic territories. And even to opposite sides of the street, the south side of Eight, eight Mile was totally different than the north side was. So there's a line that goes straight through there that divides people north and south. You demons run this part, you demons run that part. Amen? People think because they're on the north side, they're in a better neighborhood, but there is all demonically controlled. You show me, you show me what demon is better than another demon. See, that's done to keep people off balance, to make you think there's really a safe place. I live in a good neighborhood. Huh. There are demons everywhere, honey. You know, they're more subtle in some areas than they are in others. You may not have crime rampant on the streets, but that can change in a moment. Look at our major cities now. At one time, New York City was very safe. Now people don't even want to be there. They're looting stores, and nobody stops them. They don't even let the police stop them. So policemen are handcuffed. Who's Who do you think is going to keep law and order? Because the politicians aren't going to let them take this country. They've got security. They're not worried about people that live in cities. Not worried about us. So you got to go to God. You got to pray. You got to let God have control over your life. But I can tell you, they'll let the, they'll handcuff the police and then all of a sudden they want to call up the military. See, when they put you under martial law, you need to know it's bad. It's bad. And it's getting there. You know, if the church doesn't really pray and read the handwriting on the wall, amen, you know, it's a good thing to study history sometime to see how these things develop, how they've always developed, and read your word with an eye toward understanding when when the church is is victorious and when it's not victorious. How did Israel go into captivity? They started worshiping the gods of the next door neighbor. You know, like, you know, uh, uh, it's okay. This, these people are nice people and they come in, the, in your school and, and, you know, parade around your children reading them storybooks. Well, you know, I love everybody. You can't hate people. No, I don't really hate them. I hate the devils. Don't you know that's a devil you look at? Do you really think that's normal behavior? For a man to dress up like a woman and half, half dressed, if at all, and parade around children? And now they're getting up in pulpits. They're letting them preach in pulpits. And these people have mental illness. There's something wrong when you think, when you look in the mirror and that ugly thing, you you think that looks like a woman and you're a man, you're crazy. See, the, the, the enemy has been disempowering men. It's, it's you know, the, they've been taking power away from men for over 50 years now. You got me? You didn't have this problem 50, 60 years ago. You did not have it. So the men have been groomed and told, you know, uh, toxic masculinity, don't be toxic, you know, be nice, go away. 
You understand what I'm saying? Don't think the enemy's not behind this. You want to change? He wants to change everybody. He is so hateful toward the image of God, he wants to distort it. So he will get you in front of a mirror and tell you, you should have been a woman. Look how pretty you are. Look how nice you look. And because he's got no father in the home to tell him anything different, Well, they're not all bad. Why do you have to always make excuses for the devil? You're making excuses for the devil. You need to draw a line somewhere. I think anybody who's mentally ill and trying to pretend like they're not is in trouble. And they don't need to have a voice. They need to go somewhere and sit down and get some some help for themselves. That's all. Amen. So so anyway, when when the dictator shows up, then he starts to command all of his demons and keep them, keep everybody in line. Amen. Now we're in the courts. This is what you got to be careful about, folks, supporting different things and saying yes to them. And, oh, it's not that bad. And that's not for you to judge. Any demon is bad. I don't care if it's a little one, a big one, because the little one's got bigger helpers. Amen. They come, they come with a package deal. Once you let one in, excusing it, because it's not that bad, that's when you've made your first mistake. It's all bad. Amen. It's all bad. Well, my city is a nice city. That's as far as you know. Ask God to let you see in the spirit sometimes. Amen. Because you don't know, the people don't know about a lot of things. They don't have discernment. A lot of them aren't saved. No, they know. And it, it's, it's amazing to me how many people who are just, say, like you would call nominal Christians, understand that this is a spiritual war. You'll hear them say that a lot. If, if you go on, you go on some of these uh, social media sites and you see some people who are really engaged uh, in the political things and, and uh, you know, that kind of stuff, you, you'll see them encouraging people to pray. They said the only answer here is prayer. Said so this is a spiritual war. These people are demon possessed. These are demons that are doing this. So there's people in what we would call maybe the secular world that at least have discernment to know good and evil. When you start discerning good and evil, you're on your way to finding out some stuff. Amen. And many of them are open to be taught, much more open than than sometimes church people. Yeah, it's hard to talk to church people sometimes. Well, it don't take all that. Now, you know, they want to give you an excuse for everything, you know. And so um, so we need to understand that the, the strong man has firm authority over the area that he governs. And he's not going to let it go easily. And they are relentless. You can kick him out. And, and if you don't keep a watch over that area, they come right back again. Amen. Kick, kick them out, they come right back. And so um, we're going to go over to the book of Exodus and look at Pharaoh because he is part of the strong man, Trinity. I call it an unholy trinity. I heard somebody else use that term not too long. I hadn't heard anybody use it before. But, you know, it's not that 
I have an exclusive on it, but sometimes you hear these things and you know you've picked that up in prayer. And so you know God's told somebody else who's inquiring about it too, trying to understand what's going on. So anyway, you see here Pharaoh, and I can tell you where he's operating right now. If you go to Exodus chapter 8, we're going to take our time going through this. Um, Miss Vicki, about how much time do we have left? I usually, how many? Okay, and then we pray? Okay, thank you, ma'am. We just might, let's, why don't we just get started praying? We'll save, save Pharaoh for later because we won't be able to get into much. But you'll be able to see now how this spirit is taking the lead now against the church and against society in general. Because when these spiritual entities begin to do their maneuvers, they will often let one stay in the front and the other one stay back for a season. When they operate with a whole seat of authority, they will come and go as far as how they dominate power. And right now we can see, if you look, you'll see that Pharaoh is in charge now over uh, in our government more, in charge more definitely in domestic situations and families. You see a lot more domestic violence, even even through people who are same-sex partners, uh, more disruption in the home. Why? To sacrifice the children. And so whenever you see child sacrifice, he's in charge of that. You need to understand that ain't Jezebel. And everybody blames everything on Jezebel. God told us years ago, she is not operating by herself. If you keep attacking, he said, that's part of blaming the female for everything. He said, that's what the devil does. So he puts her in front and makes her look like the bad guy when these husbands of hers operate undercover. Because they let her do what she does. Amen? So they work together as a trinity, an unholy trinity, to take down humanity. Amen? Now, Jezebel is working very heavy with these same-sex people and all that kind of stuff, but but trust me, there's a husband telling her what to do behind all of it. Amen? You can tell that because there are more men in power everywhere still. You know, somebody said years ago they thought the women's movement was actually concocted by a man. I said, well, they pretty much got the answer. They said, because men have gotten the benefit of it. Always. Man's always going to be on top. You got me? The devil will see to it. That's his strategy. Amen. To make women look like they're the culprit. And the man is just orchestrating everything behind the scenes. So, praise God. All right. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We magnify you. I got it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Praise your holy name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you've given us authority over all the works of darkness. We have full authority. Father, there is no demon that's off limits as long as we have your unction, we have your leading, and we have your authority. Just as David slew Goliath, we come against a strong man who is wreaking havoc and trying to wreak havoc in our nation. And we thank you, Father, that these spirits must uh, obey. We bind retaliation. We we bind every foul spirit that would come and, and fight against us in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for spiritual authority. We we declare and we bind you, Pharaoh. We command you to let the people of God go. And, Lord, we ask you to raise up your people. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us authority over all the works of darkness, over the strong man. And we declare to you, Pharaoh, to let the people of God go so that they may worship and serve the Lord. Let these children go. Let the children who are missing go. Let these children be found in Jesus' name. We bind you and your servants. We bind your powers of pride, compromise, false authority, witchcraft, lying signs and wonders, oppression, bondage, man-killing, abortion, deceit, fear, idolatry, child abuse, domestic violence, drug abuse, prostitution. We plague your land with pestilence and famine. We rain hail and fire on your spiritual wickedness. Our prayers will be like boils in your flesh. We scatter your servants and strip your chariots of their wheels. We strip you of your strength. We refuse to serve you any longer by the arm of flesh. We will only serve the living God by the Spirit. We speak only woe to you and weeping and sorrow for your sin. We say the Lord, he is God. He has already defeated you. He has taken the honor from you. We thank you, Lord. You are strength and our song. You have become our salvation. You're our God. You're our dwelling place. We will exalt you. The Lord is a man of war. Jesus is his name. Pharaoh, your chariots and your host have been cast into the sea. Even your chosen captains drown. The waters have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power and has broken the enemy in pieces. In in the greatness of your power, you have overthrown them that rise up against you. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them as stubble with a blast of your nostrils. The waters were gathered together. They stood upright as a heap. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. But you blew with the wind, and the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Now who is like unto you, Lord, among gods? Who is like unto you? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, and doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed up the enemy. You and your mercy have led forth the people you redeemed. You have guided us in your strength into a holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the wicked. The rulers of wickedness shall be amazed. They shall tremble and melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of your arm. They shall be as still as a stone till your people pass over, O Lord, till your people pass over which you have purchased. You shall bring them into a mountain, into the mountain of their inheritance, in the place where you have made for them to dwell in, in the sanctuary which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever and ever. And Father, we pray against 
We pray for the seed of the righteous. We thank you, Lord. God's children are not for sale. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. They shall not beg bread. They hate sin and the devil. They will have your covenant established in their lives. They will inherit everything that we have in God and increase in your glory. We shall increase exceedingly. And under the kingdom of God, there shall be no end. They shall possess the gates of those that hate them. Choose life that they may live. They fear and glorify you, God. They are blessed and fruitful, increase abundantly, be multiplied and wax exceeding mighty. They will inherit the earth and be established forever. They are mighty upon the earth. They shall be delivered, though hand joined in hand. They have the Holy Spirit poured out on them, and they have the word of God continually in their mouths. And we declare that the glory of their generation will be greater than that of our generation. They are taught of the Lord, and grace shall be their peace. They are trained in the ways of the Lord, and when they're old, they won't depart. They are your inheritance. They are filled with wisdom and have favor with God and with man. And they honor father and mother so that their days may be long on the earth. And it will be well with them. And we pray against crimes against children. We bind you lust, hate, and murder. We declare no male babysitters. We break spirits of stupor and folly over parents. We lose godly wisdom. We declare homes upright before the Lord. Hearts of the fathers will turn toward the sword. Sons and sons toward the fathers. Thank you for protection by the heavenly host. We break mind occult, drug culture powers. Jezebel, we cut your cords to your children. Show no pity if they weep for them. We say, let the word of God not depart from the children's mouths, that they be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And break the power of witchcraft in schools and in children and in the home. Take weapons out of the home and make guns and everything unavailable to children. Our government will compel parents to be more responsible and not allow children to have access to guns. We bind strife and violence between children. We bind peer pressure to commit murder. We thank you for the fruit of self-control among young children. We break the power of gangs, make them undesirable to children. We break the power of witchcraft that allows kidnapping, rape, murder, terrorist spirits, and Internet stalking. Jezebel, we bind your false family and fantasy spirits as companions for lonely and rejected children. Thank you, Lord. Fill up their loneliness with your love. Make children wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will draw children to Christian websites and safe spaces and put all children in a forever home. And we thank you for for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen and amen and amen again. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Better take a sip of water here. to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, that with our declarations, you can do wonders. That's all you need to have is your word to work with as long as we have faith in your word that releases your power to commit and to do everything 
that your word is committed to do. So we thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. Okay, let's do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. I don't have, and you fill in the blank. Thank you, Lord. And it don't have me. Thank you, Jesus. And by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God.